Yes, sir. Okay. It's been a minute since the NBA podcast, yeah? Yeah. Oh I guess was the last I was, one we did. Let me look. I it was on March third and I I just with the with the emergence of Jordan Poole, I was just kind of too embarrassed. <laughs> Let's step go back into the public sphere. Like being like um that was just too heavy a cross for me to bear. Do you um, remember earlier in the season you you I remember this is an exact quote from Jonah Willard. Eric Pascal, Jordan Poole, we just need to pull the plug. The experiment's over. <laughs> I remember yeah. you. I mean, I I still don't. I still am not the biggest Jordan Poole fan. Bro, uh, he's hitting three balls and he's finishing at the rack. Yeah. Remember, he sucks. Yeah, but he, yeah, he, I am impressed though because last year he was literally one of the least efficient players in the NBA. And this year he's actually adequate. So this has been a big leap from him ever since he came back from like, isn't it the case ever since he came back from the G League bubble? He's just been a completely different player, it's felt like. Yeah, that G League camaraderie and his work yeah. ethic has just brought him back. Oh, and then I one also, thing. Wait, what's up? I also think it helps how they're playing him with like Nico Mannion. I'm not a Mannion <laughs> fan either, but just like Wanamaker, he, he's, I think Wanamaker is a good player, but he just was um, completely used wrong in the Warriors system. And like Jordan Poole, like he's no playmaker himself. So there was just kind of no ball movement and Poole was kind of pressed with too many responsibilities. But I actually think playing with Nico Mannion, he's actually a more traditional point guard, has helped him a lot because it's just kind of taken some of that weight off of his shoulders. Yeah, How would you have utilized Brad Wanamaker differently? Well, I mean, he was really good in Boston last year, I thought, because yeah. he's a solid shooter. He plays great defense. I, I just don't think he's like the traditional point guard who can run the offense for you. But I think when you're playing him with like playmaking at other positions, like Boston had Hayward yeah. and Tatum and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. So they had just so many different players that weren't their point guard who could do stuff with the ball. And I think that allowed Wanamaker to fit in. But when the other players are like Poole or Pascal or Looney or Wiseman, just Wiggins, just the guys who are normal, Bazemore, just guys who are normally playing with the Golden State Warriors bench, then want to make roster right there. He is kind of Ooh. pressing a little bit more than he can chew. I actually think Charlotte, Charlotte should be a great fit for him. I hope, I hope he gets a chance to play there at least a little bit because I actually think he'll help him out. Did Marquise Chris go to the Charlotte too? Or where's yeah. San Antonio? Oh, okay. Yeah. But I'm going to miss they, They've cut him already. So yeah. Cause didn't they get cat? Wait, did they cut, they cut him? The Spurs did. Oh, they cut back to Marquise? flipping burgers, baby. <sighs> Dang. Wait, didn't the Warriors get Marquise Chris for some cash? And isn't that what they got for Wanamaker too? For Wanamaker, for Wanamaker, I think, I think in both instances, they might have given the cash. Yeah, the Warriors did. I don't know, but I love how when you turned on the Warrior game, I knew when James still looks like he's trying to get control of his body. Like yeah. he doesn't really have full coordination abilities yet. I love how I was. This was one of the few times where I actually turned on and listened to the Warriors broadcast. Oh, baby! But like, even they were like disgusted by it because it's like he was so far out of bounds. But I don't know. <laughs> my mom's in the kitchen or just like um doing like other things, and she's just like, "Can you mute it?" Because she hates listening to Kalena Azabuki and Bob Fitzgerald. She's like, she yeah. literally said, "I would, would rather listen to Bill Walton." <laughs> My dad's. Oh, like, yeah, Bill Walton. I don't know about that one. Yeah, 
I had an idea for the podcast today, just yeah. kind of a simple one, just ease us back into it. I thought we could redo our predictions for the top 10 teams in each conference. So basically yeah, yeah. the playoff picture and just kind of take inventory of where we think all the teams are after the all trade right, deadline right, right. and everything. And then we can do some real off the cuff, like playoff predictions. It doesn't really make sense to analyze matchups too much because we have no idea what they'll be, but just a few half baked ideas. Yeah. Hey, one really quick thing. Mm-hmm. What did you think about KD and Michael Rappaport? Dude, oh, dude, I was dying, bro. So funny. The fact that he's actually, like, trying to fight this guy, bro, that was so funny. Like, he's like, pull up, bro, let's fight. Whatever <laughs> he said. like a teenager, dude. I was like, come on. Yeah, bro. It was so funny, dude. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, yeah. It wasn't it, very surprising, I won't say. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Now I and then can he's understand. like, I'm sorry that people heard me talk like that. Like you can tell he doesn't feel bad, really. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, and no one in the media really asked him during that press conference. There was only one question about it. Most of it was just about when yeah. are you, when is when's Katie coming back? When's our beloved Katie coming back? But I mean, I don't I think I don't think it's that bad. It just no, kind of yeah. makes him look not me either, yeah. it just makes him look like an idiot, but I don't think you should get in trouble. No, for sure. Nah. Okay. Do you want. Do you want to start with the East? Yeah, let's start with your conference. Yeah, I think there's a very clear um, top three in the East right now, which was probably even the case last time we did the podcast. It's been that way all season. But if I have to pick the top, like who will finish in order, I think I got to go. I think I got to go Brooklyn at number one. They've just been playing so well lately, and their defense has turned the corner. Um, Kevin Durant will hopefully come back at some point. I think yeah, when is he coming back? Do we know? I still don't think we know yet. Um, okay. Yeah, she's not on the report. I just looked. Second, I'll go with the Sixers. Oh, wait, he's not on the injury report? No. Oh, let me look that up then. Second, I have to go with Philadelphia. I think they've I think they've got like a three-game lead on the Bucks. I think they'll be able yeah. to make that. And then obviously third is Milwaukee because yeah. after that, there's a big gap. Yeah, that's my top three too. Actually, no. I I think the Bucks can pass the 76ers. Really? But Joel Embiid's about to come back. Yeah, I just think I think I think the Bucks are heating up though. They are heating up. Yeah, and I I like them. I just like their team a lot more than Philadelphia, honestly. Yeah. Philadelphia, they've they've um they've still been winning games remarkably without Joel Embiid. They haven't really lost a step whatsoever. But I think they they might take a step back. I mean, um, they haven't shown any signs so far. But just they sometimes slow down and kind of try to ease themselves into the playoffs. So I think Milwaukee can pass them. Yeah, you know the Heat are pretty um, yeah. good, dude. Even though their record, I don't know. Watching yeah, they're just. Still- they're kind of they're so far behind those three teams now. No, yeah, I, I, I know. don't think there's enough game. No, yeah, they're, but they'll be good in the playoffs. Their defense is solid. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I agree. They're a sleeper team in the playoffs for sure. Yeah, but yeah, Nets. I'm going Nets, Sixers, Bucks. Um, I think the Sixers are going to stay hot. Tobias Harris has been playing like a beast. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons, deep boy candidate. Joel Embiid, obviously MVP candidate, going to come back. And then they added George Hill, didn't they? Yeah, that was a big I think, one. For, I think that's a big pickup for them. But yeah, I've been saying Nets all day, bro. 
Yeah, you had the and Nets won at the beginning of the season. If yeah. And back then, I mean, I'm sure you thought Kevin Durant would play a lot more games. So it's, yeah. it's even more. But I also didn't know about James Harden, Blake true. Griffin, and LaMarcus Aldridge. But. That's true. I mean, I we I think we both predicted that James Harden would go to the Nets at the beginning of the no, season. No, we did. Yeah, we, we kind of made the prediction with that in mind. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. But obviously, like, even, even though we expected that, um, we didn't know it to be true. And James Harden... Yeah. He's been so huge for them. Like, I yeah, was, dude. L- looking back on it, it, it's just so funny how people were like saying that James Harden wouldn't be a good fit for them. Like, yeah, dude. And we called it, bro. We said they're smart players. They're going to figure it out. It's not like they don't, they're not dumb, like just head down, dribble the ball players. James Harden can get like 15 assists a night. Yeah, he's totally redefined the way he plays. And it's been impressive too. In games where Kyrie or Kevin Durant has sat out, he's still been able to kind of go back to what was so effective for him in Houston and kind of score for himself more. So he's he's just been a wonderful player. I I think he should very much be in the MVP discussion. Yeah, definitely. Ooh, Even though this? I know we have to look at the whole body of work. What's who's that, Colin? Who should James be in the MVP Harden. conversation? James. Harden. Oh, yeah. Isn't he averaging almost a triple-double? Yeah, I would guess so. I, yeah. I bet he's a little short on the rebounds, but yeah. Dude, um, who is that one guy that's been stepping up for uh, Joel Embiid? When there were, I, there's one dude that was, that was completely out-rebounding the uh, Warriors when they played the 76ers not too long ago. I don't remember who it was. It wasn't Dwight Howard? No. Was, was it before the trade deadline? Was it the... Uh, it's like a younger guy. Was it Tony Bradley? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think they traded him, though. As part of the George Hill thing. Damn, really? Or was it the the Scott dude? No, I don't, I, I, I think it was I Bradley. Think yeah. Damn. Yeah. Colin, what's your top three in the East? Or I mean, you don't have to go with the same teams. If you if you think like Miami or Boston could catch up, you could take you one. Think Brad Stevens is going to get fired. No. 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 There's no way. Okay. Um. I think. Well, it's kind of undeniable. You have to go with the Nets, but then the Seventy Sixers are okay. I mm-hmm. mean, they're they're good. Once when like they, when we played them, they didn't have Joel Embiid, and that's obviously going to make a massive difference. Um, Milwaukee's good, but I think the Heat are definitely up there. And I don't know. Is it wait? Is there is there a door open that Lamelo Ball could come back? Yeah, that's cool. I hope he does. That'd be dope. But yeah, it's probably dope. just the top three teams that you. He did. messed up my prediction, bro. That's true. That was looking so good. I if I I I think I'll still pick Lamelo for Rookie of the Year. Just really, yeah. Because I mean, no no rookie has even looked close to as good as Lamelo looked in the time. Yeah, he he's such a pro. It's crazy. Anthony Edwards does look good at times, so he has his moments. But Overall, I, like hmm. yeah. I love James. James has flashes of glimpses, but it's never consistent. Yeah, he's about at the bottom of the <laughs> uh, the races for the rookie of the year. Yeah, from what I've seen, I love James though. James has he's kind of regressed after the All Star break. <laughs> I, I mean, especially his defense, and I guess that's that's kind of an unfair thing because he was on the bench and now he's having to go against starters and stuff. But like he, it's it's such a um, it's just such a conflict of interests because like on one hand the Warriors are trying to make the playoffs, but then. On the other hand, James Wiseman is kind of the future, so you want to get him minutes and develop him. But it's just 
um, two forces pushing against each other. But anyway, <laughs> um, let's move on to like the four more seed up. And this is just a complete mess. I think anybody is as good as mine as to who, because I mean, there, there are several teams within like four games of each other. But anyway, yeah, I agree with Khan. I've got to go Miami at four. I think Boston will be at five. Like those two teams are just so much better than the other ones, in my opinion, even though the record hasn't indicated that yet. At, so now we're at six. So now this is where the mess really Now are we at five? No, no, we're at six now. Miami, Boston. Oh, Miami, Boston. I didn't hear that. At I six. think I'm... Bo- Oh yeah, go for it, Chan. I, I think I'm gonna take the Knicks at six, honestly. Wow, really? That's yeah. an interesting. I mean, yeah, I keep doubting them, but they've proved me wrong all all year. And yeah, their defense is just so good that like their their defense is like the best um, like individual unit out of any of these teams. So yeah, I definitely think that their defense could kind of kill it. It's so hard to predict, dude. I don't even know. So you think the Heat, or you think the Knicks will be sixth? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Knicks. I'm. I think I'm actually gonna go with the Hawks. That six. was my other choice. Your boy yeah. Trey. Yeah, they're finally getting healthy. Like Gallinari and Bogdanovich have come back. It looks like Reddish. He may not return Dude. for quite some time. But Dude. yeah, Trey Young's been playing better. <laughs> I just think they're kind of learning how to play with each other. And I think Nate McMillan, like I know their schedule has gotten a lot easier since McMillan um, took over as head coach, mm-hmm. but he seems to be making a positive impact on that team as well. They're just playing to, and like the chemistry issues that seem to be such a big issue earlier in the season between like Trey Young and John Collins and all those kind of murmurs from the locker room, those seem to have quieted down. So I feel pretty good about where the Hawks are at. So I'll take them sixth. I freaking love John Collins. You love John Collins? He's so good. Yeah. When I when Clint Capella was matching up on James Wiseman, when the um, Hawks played, I was like, oh, this is a problem. Because there's a severe physical difference, like physicality difference, bro. Between, Between you know, Wiseman and Capella? Yeah. Well, Capella's just strong, bro. Like, he's just good. I love Clint. He's so good. Do you not like Clint Capella? No, I do. I, I actually think him and Wiseman are, like, pretty similar. I think Clint <laughs> is way better defensively. It but. was so it was so funny when Draymond body Duncan and then flexed. <laughs> I was like, I'm done watching this game. And Dan was like, when you do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so seventh, I'm going to go with the Pacers. Um, They've been kind of free-falling lately, too. Like, so many of these Eastern Conference teams are just totally underperforming what I would have expected from them. And, um, like, the news breaking that TJ Warren is going to be out for the whole season, like, that's obviously concerning. Karis LeVert, he's come back. He's actually looked pretty good for them. Um, Just having another guard who can kind of dribble, pass, and shoot the ball to play with Brogdon in the backcourt. I think that's been a big deal for them because now they don't have to play their entire offense through Sabonis, which while that can be effective, it just kind of slowed down the tempo. And I don't think it allowed Bjorkren to kind of do exactly what he wanted with this team. So I think Levert, they're still kind of integrating him. And like, this is um, to be sure a very flawed team, but I, I think they're just so much more talented than any of the other teams remaining. So I'll pick them seventh. Eighth, I'm going to go with the Hornets. Out of their Hornets are actually in fourth place right now, which is wild. Um, 
even after Lamelo's went down, they just have so much other like passing and playmaking on the roster, especially with Gordon Hayward having the season he's been having. Like I know I was critical of that signing at the time and looking back on it, I still probably wouldn't have done it if I were them, but I don't think there's any denying like how good he's been for their team this year and how much he's contributed to them actually being a winning team. So yeah, I think the Hornets can get it done and finish in eighth. Ninth and tenth in the playoff or in the playing games. Ninth, I've got to go with Shannon finally and take the Knicks to finish ninth. They I just think their defense is just it, it'll carry them to some wins. And Thibodeau's coached them really well. Uh, I think they'll hold on. And I think it also helps that they're actually kind of trying to win games now like this. Um, like I know we kind of went into the season expecting the Knicks to have like a down year and maybe tank a little bit. But that certainly is not the case anymore. The Knicks very much want to be in this mix. And 10th, it's, inter- it's between the Bulls and the Raptors, which mm-hmm. this, this game tonight between the Raptors and Warriors is going to be fascinating. Because you get the feeling that both of these teams are just in desperate need of a win. Or although, I don't know if the Raptors, I don't know if the Raptors are needed. They might be ready to walk towards the light. Like they, this has been a very rough stretch of basketball for them, but, and then the Bulls, they obviously, we haven't talked about this of course, but they made the trade for Vucevic at yeah. the line. What did you guys think of that deal? Um, uh, I would think it would make them better. I mean, got a lot of offensive threats now between Kobe White, Zach Levine and Vucevic. Um, and they picked up Amino too, huh? Yeah. Is Kobe White been hurt? Yeah. No, not because I don't think anything. he played against the Warriors. I don't know if he played against them. Yeah, he hasn't dealt with any significant injuries, so it's probably just little little things here and there. But he's been largely healthy throughout this season. Yeah, I I think Channon kind of hit the nail on the head because I do think Vucevic makes him quite a bit better this year, especially like taking some of the play making off of Zach Levine, just having right, yeah, the guy who can pass and score the ball on the court. I think that will help out a lot because the other point guard options are Kobe White, who is more in the mold of Zach Levine, just a guard who'd rather get his own shot and not so much a playmaker, or Tomas Sadaransky. I'm a big Sadaransky guy, but he's. He's more of a cog in the machine rather than the engine. So I think Vucevic will help them a lot offensively. Defensively, I'm like beyond concerned about this group. I don't think they can really stop anybody. Like Thaddeus Young at power yeah, forward, that's bad. I think that kind of hurts the offense. And then if you put Larry Markinen at power forward, like you, you, the defense is just going to be a turnstile. Like maybe they can find, like maybe Vucevic provides the spacing on offense that Thad Young can kind of continue his role as like the pseudo center and Vucevic could be the power forward on offense. And then on defense, like Thad Young can like add, add at least a little bit of room protection. But I think this is opens up kind of a Pandora's box of issues for the Bulls on defense. And then the other thing is all the pick or not all the picks, but the two picks they gave up. I thought that was pretty ill-advised too, because like if you told me, well, the opportunity cost of this trade was just, it astoundingly high because not only do they give up the two picks, which like the bulls aren't even aren't going to be amazing. Like this trade doesn't make them a top four team in the East. So those picks are going to be top 20 picks, which 
the, that's an opportunity to add great players around this team's young core. And then they also sacrifice all the cap space they would have had this offseason, which theoretically you could have gotten like Alonzo Ball or just maybe like a Gary Trench or somebody who could have played with Levine and White. So the opportunity cost of bringing in Vucevic is like seems so high when Vucevic won't turn them into a, like a top four or five team in the East. Yeah. I know there's something to be said for making – the playoffs and I think Levine would definitely benefit from some playoff experience. But I I think this is pretty short-sighted, especially giving up Wendell Carter too, who if you told me like in three years that Wendell Carter is going to be better than Vucevic, I wouldn't be surprised. Like Vucevic is in his 30s and Wendell Carter's in his early 20s. Like Wendell Carter, he hasn't really shown it yet, but I think there's a world where you could pass Vucevic in the next couple of years. And in the next couple of years, that's really when the Bulls should be planning on being good anyway, because that's when Levine will still be in his prime. Kobe White will be entering his prime. Like th- this, it, the trade made no sense. Like it was a horrible piece of business by Chicago. Yeah. I guess the one thing you could point to is maybe Levine will become an unrestricted free agent, not this off season, but the one after. So maybe you want to make the playoffs or at least win a few more games to convince him to stay. But yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of this for the Bulls. Vucevic is pretty much just Zach Levine as a center. Like, what they bring is, like, pretty similar. You know what I mean? So, like, when you pair both of those and you have both of their weaknesses on the floor at the same time. Yeah, they're definitely offense. offensive-focused players. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, think the Ra- I, I think the Raptors could pass the Bulls. I think the Raptors are going to finish 10th. I think the Bulls, even after trading two first-round picks to bring in Vucevic, I don't think they're going to make the play-in game. And the Bulls, the Bulls have looked, the Bulls have looked very bad. They got killed by San Antonio since they brought in Vucevic. They lost to Golden State. Like they, this move hasn't really seemed to help them too much in the short term. And obviously, when you bring in an all-star like Vucevic, you do expect there to be a period of time that it takes to integrate him. But yeah, the the early returns on this transaction have not been. Nah, it's not. Wait, Jonah, can you talk about the Gary Trent trade since we haven't really... What were your reactions to that? Were you surprised? Yeah, um, at the time, I didn't think it make, made sense. And as um, we've played a few games with Norman Powell, I think it makes even less sense because here, um, I'll do <laughs> some quick research here. But Norman Powell, we've actually started him, which is just... It is what it is, but we've started him with Damian Lord and CJ McCollum and those units like Powell, his usage, like just is very low, like Lillard and McCollum take on a big workload Covington. He shoots quite a bit these days, which I think is a great thing. Like Covington, he's really found a shot and he's been an awesome player, but Norman Powell, he's kind of lower in the pecking order, which I mean, he's kind of been relegated to a spot up shooter. Like he can attack closeouts and stuff. And certainly the sample size is astoundingly small because it's only been four games and it's only been three games with both Lillard and McCollum playing. But I just feel like if you need a third guard who can kind of like hit shots, like Gary Trent was doing that just fine. And Gary Trent's a better defender. Like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really make sense. I think if we started Derek Jones and brought um, Powell off the bench as a sixth man, and then he actually could um, get a chance to show some of like the marginal, some of like the marginal talent gap he has over Gary Trent when it comes to like playmaking and driving to the hoop and getting his own shot. I think maybe then it could make sense. And I, 
but yeah, as, as it is right now, it doesn't really make sense for the Blazers. I know there were some fans who had sort of like anxiety over having to pay Trent in the summer. And I think that I was completely misguided because he was a restricted free agent. So that would have artificially decreased his value as a free agent. And um, like Norm Powell, he's going to be unrestricted. And I would almost guarantee that Powell's going to get paid more in the offseason than Gary Trent is. And I don't even know how sure I would be that Powell returns to the Blazers. Like, obviously, I hope he does. And usually, all credit to Neil Olshay, he, he does a very good job of making sure that these sort of agreements are at least discussed before he makes a trade. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of agreement between him and Powell that Powell will return to Portland for the right number next year. But yeah, I, I was not a fan of the trade at the time. And the first few games have done little to make me more excited about it. Yeah, bro. I am a fan of it. Oh, wow. Okay. I think it, I think it was the right move because wow. I'll tell you why. I think that you can already see how much more of a mature player Norman Powell is. And I think that's going to be important for us when we're trying to make a run because we did see Gary capable of hitting big shots in the bubble last year. But we have also seen Gary go one for nine randomly and just go for like a cold streak for a couple of games. And the biggest thing to me is um, Norman Powell's ability to finish at the rim. And that's something Gary Trent did not really have. He had really like really little confidence in the paint. He would kind of get like shots to go in that didn't look like they should go in, like on like fast breaks and stuff where he like kind of just like flips it off the backboard. But um, he really wasn't comfortable operating in the paint and Norman Powell is much more mature in that area. And so I think that makes him like a multi-dimensional threat in a way Gary wasn't necessarily. Um, I think that Gary Trent showed a lot more aggression defensively, but I feel like the body that Norman Powell has and um, just his like his athleticism, I think makes him a capable defender in the way that we need him to be. Cause we still do have guys like Covington and Derek Jones jr. And um, I mean, we've seen Norman Powell have active hands and have his eyes on the ball, getting steals and getting running in the fast break. And he's, a, he's a, I've seen some impressive finishes from him already. There was one play who threw it. I think Dame threw it. It was kind of a lob and he kind of had to like catch it and like rearrange and finish with the left. And he's making plays at the rim that I don't, don't think Gary can make. And I loved Gary, but I feel like, I feel like Powell can hit the shots that Gary could, but I also feel like his threat in the paint makes makes our offense a little more dangerous. But I do agree with you, Jonah, about I don't like him starting. I want him in the second unit. I want Derek starting and getting those minutes. I think we need the because I'm talking about the like dimensions of Powell's offense. I think we need that in the second unit. Cause if we have two shot creators like that and him and Mello on the floor, I think that makes our second unit tough. Yeah. And I will, will say like, to your point, like he certainly is a much more well-rounded dynamic offensive player than what Gary Trent was. And so, yeah, that's very much important. And in the lineups, I know, um, I know I said, I didn't like his, I didn't like what his role was when he does play with Lillard and McCollum, but in those lineups, the Blazers have had a plus 21 net rating scoring 120 points per 100 possessions and only allowing 100, which that is incredible. So hard to argue with those numbers. I just question if it were Gary Trent Jr., which I mean, uh, but um, I'm also worried about, I agree. Like Paul, 
he's a better offensive player. Jonah, no. The, I don't know if the skills are better you at cut out. are relevant to. Say okay. that again. Okay. I, yeah, I basically <laughs> am agreeing. I just I agree with Chan, and I agree that Norman Powell's a lot better than Trent. I just don't know if the areas he's better in are going to be extremely relevant to the Blazers' best lineups. Yeah, I get that for sure. And one thing I'm concerned about is Derek Jones Jr. kind of tapping out like mentally because he's such a like timid guy. And like, I don't know. I just worry about like if his minutes start getting cut, like we're going to see like his confidence go down because we've seen him get really confident, like letting threes fly and stuff like that. And I like that a lot. I like him and Covington both shooting confidently. Yeah. I just hope that doesn't impact that. Yeah. And not to get on. Not to get too like focused on the Blazers in like this Eastern Conference section of the podcast. <laughs> the Derek Jones stood on the bench. I have not been a fan of it at all because what little passing the Blazers do have is primarily located within the starters, like Damian Lillard and Nurkic. They are probably the two um, most willing, if not best, passers on the Dude, team. I've really liked Nurkic since he came back. Honestly, oh, I think he, he looks so good. He has been a game changer. Like that, totally changes the outlook of the season for Portland but but yeah but Derek Jones he doesn't really create his own shot whatsoever so just surrounding him with a bunch of like isolationists and Anthony Simons and Carmelo Anthony it just makes no sense like they're uh-huh, yeah. like none of those guys are going to set him up and the defense is like so bad on the bench with the front court of Carmelo Anthony and his camp like we're not stopping anybody anyway and Derek Jones on the fourth like certainly doesn't change that so i just don't really get like what's the point of having him out there with the back no i totally agree i feel like our defense in the second unit is kind of like a lost it's, cause it's, yeah it's a lost cause so i feel like we but it's it's kind of okay because we can put a lot of offense out there oh, with yeah. Mel and then the offensive rebound of canter and the shot making of anthony simons which i think we made the right choice keeping him instead of gary turn jr and uh, honestly yeah. because no because we replaced we get norman powell so we kind of we kind of fill that gap a little bit, at least for the time being. I am concerned about re-signing, but uh, <laughs> Simons has been has been hitting his shots, dude. He's been stepping yeah. up. He has his it's, his shot has gotten a lot better this year. Um, yeah, I think swap Norman Powell and Derek Jones, start Jones and Norman Powell, and I think the trade looks a lot better because I think our yep. thing, I think you that, hear that Terry, and that might be something we see. We might be like allowing Norman Powell to get comfortable with the system and kind of build some yeah. trust with our guys. That's and Terry might be experimenting with different lineups down the road, but yeah, I think, yeah, I, th- I think that, I think that could be true. Hopefully that's the case. Yeah. Um, was Norman Powell, like, were they like looking at him? Like, I don't know. It's just, it seemed like a random player low key, but it's, uh, I don't know. There, there was a lot of reporting the night before the deadline about Norman Powell. Apparently really? there were 15 teams that had called the Raptors about him. So damn I'll smoke around him, but, but yeah, um, I don't know. Okay. Uh, my bottom, my, no, my bottom of the East. Uh, so I had, um, Knicks at six, Hawks seven. Um, I'm going to go Hornets eight and then Pacers nine Raptors 10. So no bulls for you either. No bulls for me either. Not what about you, Colin? Um. All I know is the Raptors are gonna make it in the playoffs. I think they're good. Um, I don't know. I wasn't. <laughs> what number were we? <laughs> we we just did like seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, I think. Let me see. 
Yeah, dude, I'll just agree with Shannon. <laughs> yeah, uh, I might switch Knicks and Hawks. So those are pretty interchangeable to me at six and seven. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's anybody's guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. true. Have been better than the Hawks. What if Washington made it? The Washington. What if the Wizards made it? <laughs> they're they're too far out right now. Let me see how many games they are back. Why they, they only have less like, lost in Toronto? They're three and a half games behind the Pacers at nine. Oh really? Okay. Well, I guess that's not that far back. Um, I don't think theoretically Orlando or Cleveland or Washington could make the playoffs. Couldn't Detroit even if they that's went on cool. a run? Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody's been mathematically eliminated yet. So that's yeah. dope. Yeah. But yeah, how many 30? There's only three 30 win teams in the East. And five in the West. Like five in the West. Almost six. Almost six, yeah. Do you guys want to do the Eastern Conference playoff predict? No, we better do the West and then we can do the playoff stuff. Okay. I think it's pretty clear cut who's going to win the title, though, right? Uh, Yeah, it's probably going to be the Warriors. But anyway, um, (laughs) no. Western Conference. I'm I'm still pretty confident in Utah. To Talk about the Neds. I I know you've um, <laughs> been on a bit of a lull lately, which I mean, even still, they've still been playing great. But, but they've got the easiest schedule remaining. I just think they're kind of going to cruise in to the one seed. The second seed, I think the Suns are going to hang on. They just have been such a well-oiled machine this year, and they haven't yeah. really dealt with any injuries or any like slippage in the. And they're just such a deep team too, which I think yeah. a lot during the regular season. So I think they're going to be two. Number three, it's just going to be so fascinating because the Lakers are just free falling, and that totally shifts the dynamic. It's going to be pretty hilarious at the end of the season. We're going to see teams like tanking all sorts of games and just trying to totally manipulate the standings so they can avoid the Lakers at like the sixth or seventh seed. It's going to be. Oh, true. Yeah. It's going to be wild. But I I think the Clippers are going to um, maintain the third seed. Fourth, I'm going to go with Denver. They've been probably the hottest team in the NBA. Yeah, bro. Since adding Aaron Gordon, bro, they are so hot. Yeah. Even before that. And they've been beating good teams, too. Yeah, like, bro. They just handed it to the Clippers last night. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think the Nuggets will slot into fourth. The Blazers, I'm going to take them, the Trailblazers, to be in five. They've been pretty hot now, too. They've added Nurkic, which, I mean, that's pretty much solved all their problems defensively. Like, since Nurk's come back, we've been a more than capable defense. So, yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think the Blazers will cruise to number five. I don't really think there's a significant challenger for them at that point. I think maybe they passed Denver, but the way Denver's playing, I wouldn't bet on it. Yeah, Um, something has to change in Denver for that. Yeah, number six. Man, this is so tough. You think Uh, the Lakers hold on to it or no? They've they've been so bad. They've been horrible, bro. It was so funny. I saw like on TV, there was like a graphic for like the game tonight and it was like, it was the Bucks and the Lakers playing, and it was like Giannis versus Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> oh, really? that's, that's yeah. Dennis Schroeder's agent deserves a raise for that. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. I th- oh, this is so. This is really significant too because the six seed is the last spot where you don't have to participate in the playing game. So the, there is going to be. An- oh, really? The seventh seed has to. Yeah. Oh, because do they play the tenth seed or something or the ninth? 
you know, the seventh seed plays the eight seed and the nine seed plays the 10 seed. The winner of seven versus eight gets the seven spot and the loser has to play the winner oh. of the nine versus 10 game to get the eight seed. So seventh, eighth hardly matters. Like, no, yeah, it, it doesn't matter at all. It's just basically who gets home court advantage in the playing game. Yeah, I, I think the match hardly matters. Yeah, I, which doesn't mean much at all. Well, I, I think fans will be back. True, yeah, there should be some fans, yeah. I think most arenas have some like fans, mid- huh? Some. Yeah, and it's going to be mid-May. Yeah, I think, I th- I'm pretty sure that, at least in Oregon, like, I think anyone can get the Vax or sign up for it starting in May or something like that. Mm-hmm. The Vax. Yeah. yeah, so by mid-May, I'm expecting there to be quite a few fans on. Yeah, interesting. So I wonder. I wonder how NBA players getting the vaccination is going to affect like the way the playoffs shakes out. I wonder if there's going to be like punishments, or I wonder if there's going to be some sort of incentive to get the vaccine because you could see like maybe some teams with players who are opposed to getting the a vaccine. I wonder if that could play a role. Hopefully, it wouldn't. Like, who was the NBA player who was like, "No, I'm not getting that." Uh, well, Andrew Wiggins was one of them, and there was someone who was like, "Wait, was an older guy. dude, what the hell, really?" Oh yeah, was it Kent Bazemore? I think it was Kent. Yes, Bazemore. no, it was Kent Bazemore. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. He he was the one who said, "My immune system is so good, I don't need it." So, uh, <laughs> so uh, is it just open to all NBA players? Because like all the Blazers got it. it I, don't, I don't know. That's a good question. I'm sure it depends on the state, but I, I like, yeah, like, yeah. What you said is right. Like starting on May first, it should be open to everyone. I would have yeah. loved to see Steve Kerr's face when he heard that Kent said that. What a clown, dude! My immune system yeah. is too good. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Between that and Draymond's comments about um, about like how front offices have a double standard, that well, Warriors are not um, trying to make <laughs> push for the most intelligent basketball team in the NBA. But, um, <laughs> Draymond. Is the greatest defender of all time. Maybe. Who's yeah? Who even says that? I don't know. Um, Draymond yeah, so basketball number, IQs up there. Number six, I I think the Mavericks will pass the Lakers. LeBron's not going going to be back for another month, and the Mavericks are heating up. They're playing well. And the Matt, yeah, exactly. Especially they went on a bit of a lull recently, but that's just because Luca missed games. And when Luca's and right. when Luca's playing, he's been incredible. And yeah, yeah, he's been the really good. He was hitting the other day, yesterday. Deep. Bro, when we when the Blazers played him and he shot like seven for eight, bro, I was like, "What is this?" That game was horrible. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I think the Mavericks finished six. I will. I will say the Lakers finished seventh and yeah. make the playing game. And uh, yeah, I think they'll finish seventh and make the playing game. This is fascinating. What if the Clippers passed the Suns and finished second? Do you think there's any way the Lakers tank the first playing game so they can avoid? the Clippers and play the jazz. Yeah. There's, there's no way that's, that's way too big of a risk to take, to put yourself one game away from elimination. I, I don't think, I don't think they would do that, but that, that would be hilarious. That would be um, hilarious. I don't know. So I'll, I'll take the Lakers to finish seventh, eighth. I, I got to take the Warriors. I don't, I, they don't give me any confidence at all, but I mean, they have, Brave. They're better than me. I'm not taking the Warriors. They have by far the best player of any of these teams left. They do, yeah. I'll take the Warriors to finish eighth. Ninth, I'll take the Spurs. And then I oh I think the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans could pass the Grizzlies. So I'll go New Orleans 10th. Yo, you're sleeping on the Grizzlies, bro. 
they play well, bro. They're giving good teams close games. Yeah, they are. They've had a lot of tough games. And Jaron Jackson should be coming back within the next few weeks. So I'm sure that could help them too. Dude, I think I'm sliding Grizzlies at eight. Wow, really? Yeah. That's cool. I, I like that. As long as the Warriors make it to the play-in, I'll be content. Yeah, they easily will. They definitely I, will. I think I might have just I done that. I think I might have just done that whole thing without you guys chiming in at all. So, Shannon, do you want to give like your one? No, I'll give mine, yeah. Um, mine are no, mine are actually like identical to yours. So Jazz and Suns, I think, are probably the clear one and two. They've just been more consistent than anyone else in the league, and I think that's what separated them in the West. Yeah, not anyone else in the, anyone else in the West. I meant, but um, maybe in the league, honestly. Yeah, they just look so good, so complete. Um, and then Clippers three, I agree. I think the Nuggets will go four, and then Blazers five. I think those two are going to be close, but the Nuggets just look so good right now. Um. Mavs six. Yeah, same as yours. Lakers seven. And then I'm going to go Grizzlies eight. Warriors nine. Um, uh, yeah, I think the Spurs are definitely going to kind of fall off. The Spurs have – what's the Spurs lead over the Pelicans? It's probably like five games. It's like three. Three, three and a half. half. Only three and a half. Yeah, that's, that's within range, I would say. Yeah, I, I think I might rock with the Pels. All right. Wow. Yeah. Honestly, that's... I'll take the Pels or the Kings over the Spurs to make the, the playing game. Jeez. I don't. Uh, that's a bridge. I don't think the Kings are that good. Uh, I I can see the Pels passing the Spurs though for sure. But yeah. The Kings, the Kings is. I don't know, dude. The Kings are okay. They're pretty good at times. At times. We got my clutch picks at the bottom of the West. I think that the Warriors are gonna creep up to seven because I'm not scared of the Mavericks or the Spurs. The only teams I'm scared of is Portland, Denver, Lakers, Clippers, Phoenix, and Utah. But we even not we we've we've slapped around the Mavericks and the Spurs around this year, so I'm not too concerned about them. The Mavericks were not the same team at the beginning of the season, to be fair. Yeah, but once Steph's booty is back to normal, he's are you dude? He dropped mean, bro? 36 last night. And that's not back to normal. What's back to normal, dude? Did you see him running? He's grimacing like the whole time. Like he's struggling. He's slow. looking at the Warriors' schedule right now. They've got some easy ones. They've got some tough ones too. We got Raptors, Hawks, and we got to play the Bucks. Rap- Raptors is going to be such an interesting game. That that's it's a, a must, must win. win. It's like both it's a must win for grinding both. that game. Dang, the Warriors close out with some pretty e- easy series. They get to play the Pels twice. I mean, the Pels are going to be hungry, but and then the Thunder twice. Yeah, I, I actually think that might be the opposite. Like, I think the Pels are probably going to be, like, in full. Like, yeah. At that point. And I think, like, teams like the Lakers or Clippers, they might even have their foot off the gas by that point. So, I, I might think the Pels could be one of, like, the scarier teams to play. Oh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Especially with the way that Zion just keeps getting better and better. Dude, over he has just proven me wrong in every way, bro. Like, he's actually so good. He could actually, I, like... <laughs> He could be all yes, bro. this year. Yes, he's a stud. Yes, when, when I watch him, dude, he's one of the only players when I watch, I'm like, I have no idea what you're supposed to do to stop that. Like, yeah. most players, when I'm watching, I can, like, think of what they need to be doing or, like, recognize when they do what they're supposed to do. But watching Zion, it's like, what do you do? Like, you literally just have to hope that he doesn't catch the ball in a place that he's comfortable attacking. Yeah, it's insane. He's a big because, boy. Yeah. His body combined with his touch, bro, it's crazy. Yeah. 
Should we get into some playing games slash playoff predictions? Yeah, yeah. All right, Colin, did you have any big differences in your Western Conference standings? No, all I think is the Warriors could make it a push for seven, but it doesn't matter as long as you get in the tourney. All right, so yeah, which they I, will. I would say in the playing game, I think my seven versus eight was Mavericks Warriors. I mean, the I I just go with the Mavericks. I think the Mavericks are a much better team. Nine versus ten, I had Spurs against Pels. I think maybe the Pels win that game, and then. Eight versus nine, I got a, I can't bet against Steph Curry to make the playoffs. So I'll pick the Mavs to finish in the seventh seed and Warriors to finish in the eighth seed. Um, first round, I I mean, the Jazz are going to kill the Warriors. That That's going to be like a five-game series. You don't know. You don't know that, homie. You don't know this. You don't no, know. He that. was Anything nice to give happen. him a game. Anything he was nice happen. to give him a game, bro. What's up? He was nice to say five game series, bro. Like I respect Steph Curry too much for it to be a sweep because you know there's going to be one game where Steph scores like forty and the Warriors are able to get a win, but the they're the Jazz are going to kill them. The Warriors the Warriors are such a good matchup for Utah as well. So I th- yeah. I think the Jazz dispose of them pretty easily. Two versus seven. I think the Suns that that's going to be an interesting series if it happens. Suns Mavericks. I'm going to take the Suns. I know me and Channon are both so excited to see Booker in the playoffs because yeah. yeah. we've been looking forward to this for quite some time. So that's going to be fascinating. Uh, three versus six. That's Clippers Lakers. Wow, oh, that's geez. crazy. Yeah, or no, no, wait, no, I messed it up. I had the Mavs at six and the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Clippers yeah, so Suns. All right. Lakers, Suns, Suns, Lakers. Jeez. Oh man. Um, you I think take the Lakers. I yeah. I, I gotta go with a healthy Lakers team. Who knows if yeah. they'll be healthy, but if they are, and then Clippers, Mavs. Yeah, I think the Clippers win again. They beat the Mavs last year, and I think they'll. I think the Mavs, frankly, might have been better last year. So I think, and I think the Clippers are better this year. So yeah. So I'll, we'll take the Clippers in that one. And then four or five, I think the Blazers match up really well against the Nuggets. We can talk about that later. But I think the Trailblazers probably win that in six, maybe five, depending on how who has home court advantage. But I think people are going to be surprised by how well the Blazers do against the Nuggets. One, okay, yeah, you guys go ahead and do your first round before we get into the second round. Um, okay, so I had my playing games were like, um, I had Matt, who did I, I had Lakers seven. Yeah, you but I think Lakers against and then Grizzlies. Grizzlies. Yeah. And then Warriors. Yeah, obviously obviously the Lakers win that. And then Warriors and Pels, we'll say. Obviously the Warriors win that. So then what is it? It would be Grizzlies Warriors. Yeah, I'm taking the Warriors in that one too. Yeah. So then that puts the Warriors in the eighth seed, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Jazz absolutely spanked them, bro. That's their nightmare matchup because the the Jazz are a team who don't have like one good player. They have just like so many weapons, and the Warriors have one good player. And it's hey, just not hey, 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 now. Come on, come on, come on. Can, can you, my dad's vacuuming. Can you hear that in the background? Yeah. You can't yeah, hear it? No. And the, oh. the Jazz, some of the, the Jazz probably do the best job of almost any team in the league of moving the ball around. And the Warriors, they have got a bunch of great one on one defenders, like whether it's Ubre or Wiggins or Bazemore, or even like Stephen Curry. I think he's been doing a very solid job this year, but they don't have a bunch of like intelligent, they don't have a, a bunch of intelligent, like team defenders who are going to rotate around and really do Keep up with the jazz. Yeah, I think the jazz are just going to the best defender in the league. dude. Also, Andrew Wiggins is fire. Yeah, so I, I think that's jazz in five. Um, yeah, bro. Jordan Clarkson is better than Andrew Wiggins. 
He's even start, bro. I don't know. Anyways, don't know. Um, Lakers, Suns. That's tough because I want to see the Suns win the first round, but I don't. I, I think if they, they could. Hate, yeah, I think they could, but a healthy Lakers, like we talked about at the beginning of the season, a healthy LeBron and AD in the playoffs yeah. is tough. But I do want to say Andre Drummond is a bum, and everyone's acting like he's a superstar. And I think he'll get rebounds and whatever, but he's like a he's like a Russell Westbrook center, bro. He just yeah. gets rebounds other people to got. I don't feel like he's a game changer. Maybe he'll prove me wrong. No, but um. So then, uh, we have Mavs, Clippers. I'm going with Jonah. Gotta take the Clippers, and then you know I'm rocking with the Blazers, baby. Yeah. So we we have the exact same second round. So that's good. Yeah. Colin, do you have any? Do your predictions differ in any way? My dad, my dad's vacuuming right here. It's so distracting. Um, I think that the Warriors can get back. I think they can upset the Jazz, bro. Wow. Yeah. Right. Oh wait, hold on here. If they're in the seventh seed, what game do they have to play? How can they avoid the Jazz? Well, by beating the Mavericks slash Lakers in the playing game, and I mean, Ooh, that's have- facts. Let's go. Let's just do that instead. Do you then play the Suns. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, we have better chance against the Suns. That's that is we true. Play- we played the Suns pretty well, and we had none of our starters because Steve Kerr benched everybody. Yeah, you guys have a you guys match up much better against the. The Suns, only issue but- is DeAndre Ayton. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's that big of an issue. I, I think Draymond is. can hold Aiden. Mm, yeah. Or Looney, yeah. I, think I guess that's. Be- I guess that's kind of true. But I think that the Warriors are going to be studly. But also something that is going to be a scary thing for the Western Conference. If we get Clay back and Kelly wants to resign, which is could be, it's actually Loki likely. That's going to be kind of filthy. Steph is going to the Lakers, bro. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You will never leave the Warriors until he's washed. Come on. Why? Huh? Why? He's not going to yeah, do why? that, dude. There's no way. You can't do that. Bro, it's, it's only like a few hours away. I you can't do that. You can't do that. I swear if he does that, dude, there's no... No. No. I, I, I don't think... It, I'd give it like an 85, 90% chance that he never leaves the Warriors. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to say that he does. I was about yeah. to just leave. I think there's like a tint because the thing about Steph is I think the Warriors fans are very like misguided in saying that, oh, he has nothing left to prove. He doesn't need to win anymore. Like he's done everything he can. He does. And And that's true. That's true. But that misses the point entirely because just because he has nothing left to prove doesn't mean he doesn't want to win. And Steph, he's like a guy who very much wears his emotions on his sleeve and he's been so visibly frustrated at points during the season and that doesn't mean he wants to leave but i could see him like if the warriors continue on this like trajectory i could just see him deciding like he's not having fun anymore and he'd rather like go play for a team because he's seen steph really seems to like value like the f- having fun i mean that doesn't yeah that sound stupid but I, I could see him just like not having fun playing for the warriors anymore and rather go to a team with more talent because i think and- I think Curry's going to be good for a while longer. Like he probably only has like two or three more years as, as like a top 10 player, but I think he can like contribute to a really good basketball team for as pretty much I, as long as he wants. I think there's but, yeah. a lot that plays into it too. Like the whole switching arena since like the dynasty and stuff, like it's different now. I mean, yeah, I we'll see once fans are back, but I mean, fans. I feel, I feel like the thing that makes it extremely unlikely is the return of clay. Like, I don't feel like he'll like 
pitch Clay, but yeah, I yeah, I mean, I don't think he'll leave this off season. Like, uh, but I could see a scenario where maybe Clay doesn't come back and be the same player he was, and Draymond continues to like decline. I could, and he's going to be a free agent after next off season. So, and I mean. Yeah. I, I still think there's like a 10% chance he ever leaves the Warriors. Like it's very unlikely. Yeah. But there was like the cryptic language where they asked him about his um, next contract as a warrior. And he's like, Oh, well, we'll just see how next season goes. And I think if I'm putting, if I'm putting on like my rose tinted glasses, like there have been like the theories that maybe he could see how next season goes. And if they suck, he might take a discount to get them like more money to sign other good players. But yeah, I could see him just deciding it's not really fun to play on a bad team and he'd rather like take his talents to like Charlotte or someplace. But I heard LeBron's looking for a star point guard. Lakers, but yeah, it's very, very yeah, Dennis. Dennis is not a star. <laughs> not, not for much longer, it doesn't seem like. Anyways. What are we talking about now? The East? Uh, Colin, do you want to give your first round? Colin kind of started by saying he thinks the Warriors are going to upset the Suns, but oh yeah, do you, do you have any other predictions, Colin? All I know is that no one's going to beat the Nets. Not even, not even the freaking Warriors. The powerhouse of the West Warriors cannot take down the Nets. I'm sorry, I just can't see a world in which it happens. Let's go to the Eastern Conference. Um, yeah, I have my playing games were. Um, Jonah just had, disregards all had, comments come from Dylan. Well, we're we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk about the finals eventually, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Nets. But um, I I think seven against eight. That's I had that as Pacers against Hornets. I think the Pacers. Well, you had the Pacers making the playoffs. Oh yeah. Oh okay, cool. Yeah, I think the Pacers win that one. Nine versus ten. I had Raptors and Knicks. I think Raptors. And so that leaves the Raptors and the Hornets, which I don't know. That's, I want to take the Raptors. I like, I really like what the Raptors have done with that team. Like Van Vliet, Trent, Ananobi. Like that's such a fun group of guys. Oh, gee. Like. But I, I got to go with the Hornets though. They've just been playing so much better this year. And LaMelo, yeah, LaMelo will be back by then. So <laughs> I'm going to go with Charlotte first round. Uh, the Nets are going to kill the Hornets. That's not going to be very interesting. <laughs> The Bucks are going to annihilate the Pacers, so that one probably won't be very interesting. The Sixers are going to destroy the Hawks. They're going to be a lot. There's zero chance of upsets in the East. Right? The, East, the first round in the East is going to be extraordinarily boring, except for the 4-5, Boston-Miami rematch. Yeah. Of the yeah, true. That one could be That one could be cool. Um, I'll take the Heat. I'll take the Heat. But that, that Me too, a, all day. That would be a seven-gamer. Uh, no be- way, bro. I'm taking the Heat in six. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, bro. I don't think Boston's that good, honestly. Yeah, they haven't been, but I think by the playoffs, like t- I think Tatum and Walker will hopefully start to play better. And we'll they've see, brought, bro. They Fournier. I think Fournier could make a difference. That's true. That that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. But the Heat brought in Vic. Yeah, we'll see. I think that could be such a okay. addition. Heat aren't that good. Like I like I I when you look at their backcourt, like I think Drogic, Robinson, and Hero are all better than Oladipo. To be honest, right. I, I I think so. We'll see. We'll see. Because Oladipo, he's he could he could prove me wrong. He's obviously been a talented player at points, but I think I like I think I like Hero and Robinson and 
Dragic. On paper, their lineup sounds deadly. When, but then it's not as scary as it might. Are, are you uh, Oladipo? He's not nice like he used to be. That's for sure. Yeah, he could get there though. You know, like Heat culture, yeah. they get their players. Heat culture does change players. It's one of those things, bro. It's like the Warriors and the, uh, and the Heat. They've done like reclamation problems before. I remember people thought Dragic's career was going to be pretty much yeah, early. bro. And they brought him back to life. Like Trevor Ariza has looked very solid so far. So. I mean, we saw a complete change in the how Jimmy Butler's viewed when he yeah, went there. Absolutely, yeah. That's a great point, too, because Jimmy Butler, not only was it like a step up in his play on the floor, but people thought he was like some locker room cancer, and he's turned into probably one of the best. The opposite, players, bro. Which, and that's true with Oladipo, too. People thought Oladipo had, or people continue to think that he has character issues. And so, yeah, yeah he culture could be the best thing that ever happened. And I don't think Bam would have became the player he was if he was on a different team. Oh, yeah, there's no way. And same goes for, like, Duncan Robinson as well. Yeah. You mean yeah. you? Yeah, I actually, you're kind of bringing And me Myers up. Leonard. Wait, who? Did Myers? Yeah, I didn't. Did the heat culture rub off on Myers? He's focusing on level food bars for now, bro. Yeah, we'll see what happens to Myers. Does, I, he, I have have a, does he even have a job right now? N- no. Yeah. Level food bars, bro. That's true. Making TikToks with wifey. And streaming, obviously. He's a gamer, bro. Take a break from that for a second. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, hopefully Myers gets signed by a team. I want to see him have one. He's a seven-footer who shoots 40% from three. I'm sure he'll he has a place in the league. So we'll see what happens to him over the summer. Let's see, bro. Anyways. Yeah. There's no debate in the top three. Blah blah blah. Playing game, honestly irrelevant, but um, who did I even have? <laughs> that's a good point the playing game in the east is completely irrelevant it's just yeah. who's gonna be cannon fodder against the bucks and <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know why you'd want to make the, the bottom yeah. three seats in the east at this point bro just yeah. cut it off just eliminate I mean, the eastern at, conference play in. at least in the west like in the west there are gonna be good teams like it could be like the lakers or mavericks or warriors in the playing game like those teams could convince themselves that they've got a chance to like take down the suns or the jazz like yeah. there's at least a chance that happens like the hornets and bulls are not gonna beat them <laughs> it just is completely worthless so that's a that's funny but yeah yeah but um yeah like i said i'm taking the heat against the celtics again mm-hmm. and six it could go seven but i'm saying six um so can we talk about the second round or not yeah i think it's funny i think our second round matchups are exactly the same because we both had Jazz Blazers. We both had Clippers, Lakers. We we both had um, Heat against Nets, and we both have Sixers against Bucks. So yeah, this should be interesting. Um, okay, okay. So who's playing here? Let's talk about one thing at a time. Jazz against the Blazers. That's going to oh. be that's such a close series. Uh, with the way the Blazers... I have to go with the Jazz just because yeah. they've been such a better 100%. team. But that's a seven gamer for sure. And I don't yeah, be, bro. don't be surprised. Don't be surprised at all if I'm taking the Blazers by the time the playoffs come. Because dude, I think I think it's gonna be a close one, bro. Definitely a six seven game series. But you know what, bro? If Yusuf Nurkic rounds out and yeah. keeps progressing in the way that he looks to be, bro, he might be the right guy to have lining up against Gobert. That's the end. And I personally don't really like the Jazz in the playoffs. I said this at the beginning yeah, of the season, I think. I don't I mean, think the Jazz are built for the playoffs, really. Um, 
Donovan Mitchell can explode at times, but I mean, other than that, like I'm, they have a lot of good players, but in the playoffs, bro, when you have a team lining up guys like Dame, CJ, um, if a Robert Covington keeps hitting the shots he's been hitting, you got Carmelo Anthony hungry, hungry, hungry for the playoffs. Yeah. Norman Powell, a champion, uh, an absolute champion, bro. We've got, we've got playoff yeah. players. You feel me, bro? The Jazz yeah. got regular season players. Dude, I mean, the Jazz are an funny. excellent team. Excellent team. Six, seven game series. <laughs> I can't call it. <laughs> yeah. Every time Shannon's talking to us, like, oh, yes. yes. So you're, you're, you're taking the trailblazers then? Yes, I'm taking the trailblazers. Baby. Yeah, I, I might be right there with you in a couple or like a couple <laughs> weeks from now. Like if the Blazers, if the Blazers beat the Bucks tonight, because the Bucks are pretty healthy. They've got Milton. They've got Holiday. They've got Giannis. Like if the the Blazers have been beaten up on some bad teams recently, if we take down the Bucks tonight, like that's an eye opener for the rest. Honestly, of the if we even give the Bucks a game, I feel like because the Bucks are we playing have really really well. So I think if we even, I'm satisfied with a close game, bro. But of course I want to win, and it's a it's a big time to get a win for the Blazers. But yeah, but um, to me, if a a Blazers Jazz series happens, it's going to come down to role players, honestly, because. That's true. When you look at like the starting matchup, like obviously Dame's better than Mike Conley, CJ McCollum, Donovan Mitchell. Personally, I've been saying CJ's better than Donnie. And I Donnie, and yeah, but and then um, yeah, you go down, you go down the starters, and it's like I think it's going to come down to the guys like Jordan Clarkson and what's his butt Bogdanovich and um, the other white dude, Bojan Ingles. Ingles, yeah, I think it's going to come down to guys like that having big games, but. Yeah, we'll see. God, what a good series. That's these two teams could be so evenly matched. And it's you've yeah. got the two great backcourts going against each other. Like that would be fascinating. I yeah, I I don't like I said before, don't be surprised if in a couple of weeks I'm taking the Blazers there as well. The Jazz yeah. have just been so much better to this point. I have to kind of give mm-hmm. them a do and take definitely, them. bro. But um, I definitely would rather play the Jazz than the Clippers or the Lakers. Oh, no question. Yeah, the Clippers. I think that we have, we stand a, we, the Blazers would stand a chance against the Lakers. I think the Clippers would kind of be a death sentence. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, um, they, they're two best players at like the a tough place. For the Clippers <laughs> killed us earlier this season. They did. Was, they yeah. did. But our defense is on the on the climb. You feel me? Yeah, on the decline. I, I I'm not that optimistic in the Blazers that I would give them a chance against the Clippers, but we'll see. I I think the Clippers are going to beat the Lakers. Clippers beat the Lakers. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you, bro. Yeah. Lakers made bad moves in the offseason. We said that from the beginning. Yeah, and the not Clippers nice. made some really good moves, and Paul George has taken a giant oh, step yeah. forward. So yeah, yeah, we'll see how playoff p we'll see how it goes but the last two years ever since the lakers brought in ad and ever since the clippers brought in george and leonard like the clippers have a winning record against the lakers so you know they match up well so i I think the clippers i think the clippers win that one um Uh, that sets us up you've got clippers trailblazers in the western conference finals i've got clippers jazz um i guess we'll go to the east really quick before we do our conference finals okay um i gotta go with the nets Yep. I really like the Heat, but 
the Nets just have such a good backcourt that I don't really think the Heat will be able to get away with playing like Hero and Robinson or Dragic and Robinson. Like, nah, bro. I think those lineups get played off the floor. And the Heat zone is going to be like, which was such a huge weapon for them at points last year in the playoffs. I think that gets completely taken away just because the Nets can attack it from pretty much any angle. And they God, also dude, the Nets are so forward. scary, bro. That could be a sweep, honestly. The Heat matches yeah. against the Nets. Terribly. Um, I like the Heat a lot. Like, I'm probably high yeah. on the, like, what the consensus would be. And I think the same goes for Chan, too. We both like the Heat. But I just think that's a death matchup for them. Like, It's a death awesome. matchup for anyone, honestly. Except maybe maybe not the Bucks. Well, I Maybe I not the – yeah, that's the def- best matchup, bro. That would be a series, but – and and that's what my Eastern Conference final is. I think yes. the Bucks will I think the Bucks will beat the 76ers. Yeah, is, I agree is, with you. Let's do the Eastern Conference finals out Bucks against Nets, because that's what we both have, right? Yeah. Um, I actually uh, earlier in the season I was hot on the Sixers, but the Bucks have been looking so much better. Um Nate Duncan said this on his podcast the other day, and I thought it was a good point. It could be like the best thing that ever happened to Giannis to play as the underdog. Like I think. I think being this two seed or being the three seed instead of being the one seed, I think that could take a lot of pressure off of him and just the Bucks team in general. Like, I do, don't you think that that could actually help them? Yes, but like yes. we talked about, bro, you can stop Giannis in the playoffs, bro. You can. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. I don't think the Nets can. I. They. They don't. I don't think. Like, think about it. Like, think about it. Like this. Like the two playoffs where the Bucks lost. They went up against the Raptors, who had Kawhi Leonard, Pascal Siakam, um, Marcus Gasol. That was a tremendous defense last year. They ran up against the Heat, who Eric Spolstra is a, a good point. And they had a bunch of great players. Like this is a complete like they just got so unlucky with their matchups. And I actually think against a team like the Nets, they won't be able to stop Giannis. But can they outscore the Nets? Yeah, outscore the Bucks. Oh, can the Bucks outscore the Nets? Yeah, yeah. that's that's the problem. Because that's the question. Because I, I think the Bucks like, this is where I'm getting hung up with it. Like, I think the Bucks match up really well, and I could definitely see the Bucks beating them. But if it's, like, the last two minutes of a very close game, like, who do I trust to go hit shots in, like, an isolation setting? Like, Irving and Durant or Middleton and Giannis. And it's easily Irving and Durant. It's easily the Nets guys. And I don't right. think the... And I don't think the Bucks are going to be like in a position where they're blowing out Brooklyn. So it will. No, but if they do, that's where they win. I mean, obviously. Yeah. But if they can build substantial leads, I think that's what they're going to have to do. But in close games, you can't bet against the Nets, bro. Yeah, and I, I just don't think the Bucks can blow out the Nets four times. And I just trust Brooklyn so much more in a close game. So I think this is just going to be a fascinating series. Because also, also the the Bucks have like Middleton and DiVincenzo and Holiday. Like they've got good guards in the backcourt too. But I just, I just, yeah, I just think it's going to come down to who wins the close games. I, I this would be such a good series. This, I really hope we see that. This playoffs, I think we will. this could be an all time classic playoffs. There are so many great matchups that could happen this year. And obviously, all the stigma with the Nets. How do you guys feel about the Nets? You think they're bad for what they've done or I not? I don't. Care. I don't think so either. If you bro. can do if it, team, why not? If players. Yeah, if players want to play there and take veteran minimums, why? Whose fault is that? So I'd be a hypocrite. To, like, if those players. if those players were good, either their teams would have kept them or they would have been able to like trade them for at least a second. Yeah. So, so they're obviously like it's obviously not going to change the competitive. It's like the the Blake Griffin quote. Everyone's been saying how bad he sucks, and then he goes to his team, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's a super yeah, team." Exactly. Who, yeah. who do you think is going to make the biggest impact on the stretch for the uh, Nets in the playoffs? Besides, like. 
the obvious answer. Besides the big three? No. Well, yeah. What, which one out of the big three do you think is going to make the biggest impact? I think it's got to be Durant. Yeah, KD, baby. I like James, dude. He's close. Yeah, that's a good answer, too, especially with the way he's been passing and playmaking recently. I just think like Durant's the guy they'll go to to get a bucket if yeah. it's late in a close game. Yeah. Just because he's... Durant's like one of the best like isolation playoff scores of this generation. Because he's impossible to stop. Yeah. Um, outside of the big three, you know who I really like? And I know this has kind of been a cliche because everybody's kind of been on this bandwagon the past few weeks, but especially against the Blazers, Nick Claxton. Dude, I said that at the beginning of the season. I said <laughs> yeah. Nick Claxton and I, I was talking about him and now he had yeah. potential. I, and someone no, was I like, remember, I remember that. I do yes, remember bro. That. Yeah, he's he's so good. He's he absolutely brick walled CJ McCollum a couple times. Like yeah. CJ is one of the shiftiest guys with the best handle in the league, and he could not he could not shake Claxton whatsoever. Claxton is a tremendous defender. I think he is, bro. And I think that playing with KD is good for him too. Yeah, yeah. Thinking- I I still don't. I think he'd get played off the court in like a Philadelphia series just because he's nowhere near. Oh spot. yes. He can't really bang with like a Dwight Howard or a Joel Embiid, but yeah. again, against like against like Milwaukee maybe because Lopez. I don't think Lopez, even though Lopez is a lot stronger, and I think Lopez could. He doesn't really use it the same. Yeah, I yeah exactly. I think Claxton could survive there, and really in the finals, I think um, is where Claxton could come in handy. But yeah, so yeah, that's a great call. Like, I remember how you were hyping him up at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I like him a lot too. So I think, yeah, I think Brooklyn makes the finals. In the West, we both had the Clippers, but I had the Jazz and you had the Trailblazers. I think the Clippers can destroy the Jazz. The Clippers just have such a dynamic defense. They can switch a lot. I think they cause all sorts of problems for Utah. And they have Utah's best like isolation defender against like a Kawhi Leonard is Royce O'Neal, and that's just not sufficient. So I, I think the Clippers easily dispose of Utah. Yeah, I got to take the Clippers also. So we both have Clippers Nets. Yeah. Um, wow. This would that would be such a fun series. Callum, do you have a different matchup in the finals? Do you have Warriors Nets or Clippers Nets? Hey, yeah, that's always in the back of my mind. Yeah. But it's most likely I like the Clippers Nets, but I just am having a tough time imagining a world in which the Nets lose. Yeah. It's gonna be yeah, I think I agree. Cause the Clippers offense, like it can bog down at times. Like they go through lulls and Yeah, we think- saw it last year, bro. You can't, yeah, yeah. Last year, last year is obviously kind of an exception. I don't think they're, I don't no, think, yeah. <laughs> I don't think anything like that's going to happen. But even this year, even this year, they've been playing really well, and there are still times where their <laughs> yeah. offense feels somewhat stagnant. And I just don't think you can afford that against Brooklyn. I think, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think Brooklyn maybe in like six. I, Brooklyn's such a monster right now. And now that, now that they're actually playing good defense, it's just, it's tough to see someone beating them. Like what Helen was saying. Bro, bro. And Marcus Aldridge was a beast in his debut. So I'll, the statue. I'll take the Nets in six just because I I do like the Clippers. I like the, the I like their team, but I'm gonna go with Brooklyn. I'm taking Nets in five, baby. Five. Yeah. I um Callan, what about you? Nets. Yeah, Callan's already taken the Nets. So yeah. yeah. Um, in five, yeah. Okay, I actually, before we log off, I've got a couple questions for all of you guys. Who do you think is the most likely team to take down Brooklyn? Out of anyone in any conference? Yeah. 
I think the Lakers could possibly give him some issues. I think you have to say the Lakers just because it's freaking LeBron and he's yeah. – we've seen him do stuff like that, you know? And Anthony Davis too. Right. And Anthony Davis, he might – like, yeah. yeah Anthony yeah, Davis. Yeah, I, th- I think they the Lakers are the only credible option. And the Bucs. I, I think the Bucs will be an interesting series just because yeah. the Bucs are so much more athletic and have a great defensive backcourt and the Bucs just play such a contrasting style that – and the Bucks, they like to run it up and down in transition. And Brooklyn's more of a half-court team. I think if the Bucks could kind of control the pace, like their athleticism could sort of win over. So, yeah, I, I would, I would be interested to see Milwaukee. I, I agree with both of you that I think Brooklyn would take down the Bucks, but I think that could be. I think. Yeah, but I, I, I think, um, I think those are the two best teams matching up. The Bucks would make them uncomfortable if nothing. Yeah. Else. I don't think you could say that about many teams. I don't. I don't think the Clippers would make them uncomfortable. I think the. Bucks no. I agree. It's tough. I don't think the Lakers make it out of the West, but I think, um, they would be the best matchup. I'm right there with you, Callan. Do you have one that sticks out in your mind that could be dangerous for Brooklyn? Go to state. Whoa, yes. <laughs> in all honesty, yeah, like the Warriors, that I don't think the Nets could stop the Warriors. The Warriors certainly couldn't stop the Nets, but that the I think the Warriors, the that would at least be a fun series. I, obviously, it's never going to happen because it would Warriors, be like every game would be like one fifty to one twenty. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when you think they played earlier this season, haven't they only played once so far? They've only played once so far. No, they played twice, right? They, they played twice. Oh. I don't know. No, yeah, don't, they played like at the beginning of the season, didn't they? Oh, duh. Yeah, they played on yeah. opening night. Yeah, they played on opening night, and the Nets stomped them, and then they played. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that would the Nets have killed them twice. Uh, you can, maybe, maybe the Jazz because you can match offensive firepower with offensive firepower. I don't know. That's but it's the off. individual firepower that doesn't match up is the thing, though. That's, yeah, and well, the, no net, one the really Jazz's, matches up with them. The Jazz's best player is Gobert, and I don't really think Gobert would have a place in that series just because, no. just because um, Utah could make him guard a shooter. Like they could play Aldridge or Jeff Green or Blake Griffin at center, and I yeah, I just that's I, true. Yeah, I just don't think the Jazz would be able to play the style of basketball that's been so successful for them this season. So. Yeah. I, the Lakers and the Bucks. I think the Bucks would make them uncomfortable. I think the Lakers could beat them. Um, we'll see. I this. I like. I said. I just cannot wait. For so, do play. you not see anybody in the West that can compete with the Nets? No, I think the Lakers could. I think. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Never mind. Lakers. But in but on yeah, it would just be. Le- I don't know. Uh, I LeBron versus is, the world. It, I like. I said before this. It's been that before, bro. It yeah, just has true. such good matchup or just such good potential for matchups. I'm just praying for health because. If everybody's healthy, it's going to be an all-time playoff. So I get the feeling, yeah, especially right. if fans are back in the stadium. People are oh. people are going to be chomping at the bit to cheer on their teams, and there are just going to be some crazy atmospheres. So right. this could be the best playoffs since like 2016. Like yeah. this could be awesome. Um, okay, one last question: In each conference, which series would you guys be most excited to see? Dude, oh, I think I would love I to think, see you. What's up, Jan? Blazers, Jazz, bro. Blazers, yeah, that that would, that's so it's so fascinating because, like you were saying, I, when you when you go down the starting lineups, like Lillard and McCollum versus Mitchell and Conley, like Lillard and McCollum are slightly better. Um, Covington and Derek Jones against Royce O'Neal and Bogdanovich, like 
or Ingles and Bogdanovich. Like that's pretty solid defensive forwards on the Blazers against elite offensive, well, not elite, but very good offensive forwards. Yeah, bro. And I mean, if Covington keeps shooting 50% from three, bro. Uh, that would be fun. That would be a lot of fun. Also, bro, Lakers, Suns. I would love to see that. Yeah, or Clippers, or Clippers, Suns as well. I I cannot. I'm so fascinated by Phoenix. I think they could be a real sleeper. They're sort of built for the playoffs, in my opinion. Yeah, that's like we've been saying. Yeah, Booker is such a great isolation score, and Bridges is one of, if not the best, um, wing stoppers in the NBA. So, and of course, Chris they, Paul. And yeah, Chris Paul um, has a history of six. Well, not history. Well, Chris Paul has been a pretty mixed bag in the playoffs, but I yeah, I well, think he's that, been better than his record you know oh oh absolutely yeah a lot he's of the, clutch he's a very clutch yeah, player that's true that's a good point i that's kind of unfair of me to say a lot of the series he's lost he hasn't really been the reason that they lost mm-hmm. and crowder he's got a history of success in the playoffs as well mm-hmm. so yeah there and chris paul just the veteran leadership that he'll give to like right, yeah. the player, it cannot be um overstated so yeah i think that would be the one thing i worry about is what are they going to do at center because i don't like aiden against a lot of these western conference teams yeah then like sarge sarge at center that's been super effective and same goes for kaminsky but i just i don't trust like sarge or kaminsky as like a key player for phoenix i think i think what they choose to do at center and how effective that is i think that's going to really um be what um i think that's going to make or break their playoffs but I, I, the the Suns are primed to pull off a huge upset. Like I feel, and, and that sounds stupid because they're going to be like the two seed. But if they're the two seed and the Lakers are the seven seed, like I feel like people are going to perceive that as the upset if Phoenix wins it. But I, I agree. Yeah, I think I think it's a possibility. I think they, I think the Suns could beat anybody in the Western Conference and maybe lose to anybody in the Western Conference. Seeding is a lot less relevant in the West this year, bro. Oh, the, yeah. the teams are all so good. Like, yeah, this is this is like one of the most meaningless regular seasons I can ever remember. Just because, yeah, and because maybe hopefully this isn't the case, but maybe um, home court advantage is less relevant. So yeah. yeah, my my series I'm looking forward to is, um, and I think this has a very high likelihood of happening, is Blazers Nuggets. Just because mm-hmm. I think that would be insanely high scoring. Um, I think like you've got the whole Jokic against Nurkic dynamic because because last time we played the Nuggets, Nurkic didn't get to participate, so that would no man that would be a ton of fun. I mm. I like I like the way the I like I think people are going to be surprised that the Blazers actually um, can take the Nuggets to task. Dude, I think we match up extremely well with the Nuggets, bro. Because um, when you think back to last playoffs, um, recall how um, Donovan Mitchell was just running wild on Denver. And it was only when the NBA went on hiatus for about like half a week because of the Wisconsin shootings that Gary Harris had time to recover from his injury. And when he was in the game, they kind of were able to turn off the faucet and limit Donovan Mitchell. Well, Gary Harris is no more. And there's no real point of attack guard defender to replace him. Like their best guard defender is probably like Will Barton or Aaron Gordner for Kunda Composite. No great options there. Certainly none as good as Harris. And the Blazers um, have two guards that are better than Donovan Mitchell. So yeah, bro. The Blazers are the, the Blazers might just run rough shot on Utah or on Denver. This no, might- I agree, bro, because we when I when 2019, like you said, we didn't have Nurkic on Jokic, yeah. bro. Like and- that's huge. That's such we had Ennis Cantor on him, bro. 
one of the worst defensive bigs in the league. Yeah, and Jokic had a good series too against. Yes, them. bro. And yeah, uh, I think we absolutely beat them in the playoffs. A game that was very instructive for me earlier this season was the first matchup between Denver and the Lakers, the one where Anthony Davis was actually healthy. And what the Lakers did was that they could guard Jokic with Gasol and have AD on a non-shooter like Jamichael Green or Paul Millsap or Aaron Gordon. Obviously, those guys can't hit shots, but you're not they're not like the option you're most worried about. So they put um, Aid Davis on a player who he could help off of. And basically... Gasol could kind of slow down Jokic and when you slow down a guy and when they could slow him down that gave AD plenty of time to kind of load up and get ready to be in help position so that's exactly what you would see with Covington and Jokic and and Jokic as good as he is on offense like a lot of the moves he does where he creates shots for himself are a bit slow developing and when you and when you give a guy like Davis or Covington time to prepare and come over to block a shot or get a steal like that's just and then you add Derek Jones Jr. sneaking oh, in, bro. I I think I think people are not only going to be surprised by how well the Blazers do offensively against the Nuggets. I think the Blazers are in a very good position to not shut down, but severely handy. Pretty much, dude. Honestly, I think we match up perfectly for that. I I if the uh, oh god, I'm so t- I'm talking to myself. I think this could be like a five game series. Like, dude, I, no, we can put we can afford to put Derek Jones Jr. on Jamal Murray. Yeah, and then Covington on Aaron Gordon or whoever, and then um, what's his butt on Nurk or Jokic, bro? That's this is such a good matchup for Portland. Like, yeah, I'm, so I guess I guess I'm not excited to see that in the sense that it's going to be like a classic seven gamer. I'm more just excited to see how Portland matches up against him because I think Portland will do really well. Um, a series that I think could be very exciting and close i gotta go with um like channon said i well channon was suns lakers i'm gonna say suns clippers i think i think that could be a lot of fun Callan, do you have one that sort of stands out to you i mean obviously you gotta go warriors blazers western conference finals that'd be so sick that'd be so much fun we'd have so much to talk about the 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 blaze the blazers content yeah (laughs) so much shit talk yeah, that would, that would be a lot of fun. Um, Yo, that jacket is clean, Jonah. Is, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? It's the coolest. Does that say ever. Oregon on the sleeve? Yeah. Yeah, it's like the uh, city jersey. Oh, that is clean. Is that an orange or red swoosh? It's it's orange. It was kind of that's weird. fire. No, orange is better on that dude. That is c- yeah. He's trying. <laughs> Jonah's a uh, Beaver fan now. Beaver basketball. Got, got the Beaver colors on. I understandable, um, bro. My mom said that this was a good hoodie to wear while, like, the Beavers were on their March Madness run. Yes, sir. Which, unfortunately, came to an end. But, um, yeah, do you guys want to do our Eastern Conference series? Wait, uh, one more thing about Denver Nuggets, bro. I think that's the matchup we have to pursue as a Blazers yeah, fan, bro. I, I agree. I, that's our, definitely our best matchup and, in the first round. And I think that's probably the most likely. Like, I, yeah. I think with the way the Lakers are playing, they're probably going to fall. And so I think there's a very strong... They're about to, bro. Yeah. They're like, what, a half a game ahead of us? Are they Are yeah. they even half a game ahead of Denver anymore? No. No, Denver caught him. And so the... Oh, God. Yeah. Um, the one thing I'd be worried about is like maybe Denver catches the Clippers. I think there's a chance that happens with the way... Denver's maybe. Going. But if... Oh, God. We, I don't see it happening. I think the Clippers hold on to it. I hope so. Because we, we've got to pray for Nuggets 4, Blazers 5. Or Blazers yeah. one night. Well, who knows? Yeah, but yeah, nice. yeah, that's that's so much fun. Um, for in terms of Eastern Conference, 
I think I, we've talked about it quite a bit. I think just Nets Bucks, that'd be such a great series. It would be interesting. Another one I'm kind of curious about is Heat Bucks because I think the Heat still have quite a bit of the advantage. I think the Heat's retained all the advantages they had against the Bucks. I think the Heat could like capture Lightning in a bubble again and beat the Bucks again. Yeah, I think they could beat them again. I don't think we'll see that happening though because I'm. I think the Heat are pretty firmly locked into like that four or five game. And the the Milwaukee Bucks will not be reaching the one seed in all likelihood. So I think that's pretty unlikely, but it would be it would be interesting to see again. But yeah, I think I, I think I gotta I think I gotta go Bucks now. So that would be a very interesting contrast in styles. Yeah, it would. Uh, um, all right. Well, do you, do either of you guys have anything else for today? Uh, one sec. What what would be a fun Eastern Conference one that I want to see? This was a fun episode. To I agree. Do. I want to. Okay. I'm so excited for the playoffs. There are so many. It's going to be so cool. It is, bro. Dude, yes. yeah, I don't know. Honestly. Right for the game tonight, too, bro. Yeah. This is a big one for the Blazers. This is going to be a good test to kind of see where we're at. Yeah. I just want to see us at least hang in there, bro. Because in the minutes. It must that win for Warriors, too. In the minute, oh yeah, the, the Warriors yeah. is going to be quite a bit of fun too. In the minutes Nurkic has played, the Blazers have been a well above average defense, and so dude, I need him to come off that five minute at a time restriction, bro. I I think he's I think he I think he might be now. I yeah. I I don't I think there still might be a restriction, but it's a little bigger now. I'm pretty sure. Okay, good. Let's go. Even though Cantor is not a bad big man to have on your bench, bro. Not, not at all. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was I was talking about this with Allie the other day, where um I think Cantor, he's kind of miscast as a starting center just because I think a starting center should have at least some defense, but you really can't ask for a better big man. But your play. sister? Yeah, Allie said she's awesome. She's a big blazer fan. But, that's super cool. <laughs> um but yeah, you really can't ask for an, a better um center coming off the bench. No, bro, because he's such a offensive creator because of his yeah. offensive rebounding best offensive rebounder in the league i'll keep saying him and like 25 of the 30 backup centers in the nba like canner can just pummel those guys oh yeah bro he's so good in the post his touch is incredible I was just bro about to say that he actually yeah his baby hook and his his finishing is just so good and that's why it makes his offensive rebounding so deadly yeah like he's had some clutch buckets in the last few yeah. games in in that in that Jazz series, do you remember last year in the playoffs, like how bad the Jazz were when Rudy Gobert had to sit? Yeah. Like if then, Go, if Gobert sits and Favors comes in and it's Favors against Cantor, dude, like, Cantor is eating that up, bro. He's getting it fifteen it, and fifteen advantage. The bench. Oh god. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This this is Denver good. and Utah are the teams I want to see, bro. This is going to be great. This is going to be such a fun year. The Blazers are looking so good. Yeah. And the Warriors, right, Kyle? Yeah, yeah I feel left out here. <laughs> I'm just never, kidding. Never count out Stephen Curry. This no. Is the one. Really quick, no, do you yeah. want to give predictions for the Final Four tomorrow? Oh, yeah. I don't really know that much about college basketball, aside from like in the tournament. But Houston all- or Baylor? I got to take Gonzaga. I got to take Baylor and then Gonzaga over Baylor. I think those are probably really boring picks. Cause I'm pretty sure that's why I, I like Houston though. You like Houston. I, I Sasser, hope so. Jarreau and Grimes. Yeah. If Houston wins, I'm pretty sure I'm going to pull money. So I, 
from the bracket pools and stuff. So wait, what? Just because I feel like a lot of people picked Baylor and I had Illinois, and so I think if Baylor loses, that might offset the hole I dug myself into. So mm. I'm I'll be I'll be rooting for is it the Houston Cougars? Yeah, I'll be going for the Cougars. Uh, whoever sure. beat the whoever knocks out the B, that's who I want to win it all. Yeah, they I like I liked the way Houston. They just have good players. Hey, AG and three and balls are game, sinking. Bro. What's up? We should. What's the AGNG pickup game? Now that the weather's bro, actually do really it. nice, we can do it outside at some point. Yeah, bro. There's parks everywhere, bro. Not my wisdom teeth already. Let's go. Oh yeah. How are you feeling? Good. I'm good. No it's complications. Uh, luckily, bro. I was so scared getting dry socket and stuff. Yeah. There's there's a park that's like literally in my backyard, but it's like quadruple rims. So if you dude, let's go. I'll pull up whenever, bro. I got the new whip. It's not going in. I'll play one v one versus anybody. Yeah, we when? should Na- name the time and place, bro. This my schedule this term is so sick because I have three classes on Monday and I have the same three classes on Wednesday, but all other five. I basically have a two-day school week this term. Which oh, that's lit, bro. I have I don't have anything Wednesday and Friday. So I have like a three-day. There we go. Yeah. Con, what does your Friday look like, Con? And I only have my one Friday, class Tuesday. I have class whoa. My Friday, I think I've got a. It's today. Is it, is it noon oh, to yeah, one twenty? It's Friday. Or no? Wait, when when are your classes today, Colin? Um, let me check. Let me check. Let me check. Really fast. Got to go to my Owned account. I hate having to log in every freaking time. Send me a push. Dude, I know. Send me a push notification. <laughs> Jonah, do you have to do that for yours? On that duo? Yeah. Yeah, I think starting this week we will have to. But there's like a setting. What do you mean starting this week? Well, because they're implementing it this week. But so we're going to have to start doing it now. But Uh, um, one to 150. There's there's a setting you can do that makes it so you only have to authenticate once a week. That's cool. I think we have it once every 12 hours or something, but I always forget to check the box. I just leave Canvas open and then. Uh, the page. Uh, another trick too is just get the apple watch and then every time you log in there's just a little button on your watch step you one get an apple watch <laughs> that's, a, that's just a little t- <laughs> <laughs> but okay boys we'll yeah, see maybe, maybe like next friday we'll have to see what the weather is like that'll yeah be- just let me know oh, bro. Yeah, that'll, that'll be fun that'll be fun um and stay term, ready bro in terms of another one of these like do you just want to randomly do it or do you want to have a day yeah yeah any time works for me cool perfect though all right so, yeah you you guys should decide because i basically can do it anytime that's not a monday or a wednesday i like morning ones actually um, i think mornings on fridays might not work for me going forward but i pretty much any other time might so yeah maybe not this time again but some yeah we'll see right. we'll just have to let's talk about it later sounds perfect yeah, though okay we should get back, like we should get back to at least once a week leading up to the playoffs because I think there's going to be a yeah. lot of stuff to talk about for sure. Facts. Okay. Wait, right. in, wait, sorry. Wait, one thing. In the playoffs, do you guys actually want to like ramp it up and do it like because it'll be like the summer too? So we could. Do you guys want to actually like do it more often in the playoffs? Sure, I'm yeah. down because yeah. I'm not going to have anything. That's going to be baseball. And we, could, 
And it could be fun because we could like actually break down like the actual games that are happening too. Because we don't really do that very often, like break down games. So Mm-mm. I feel like right. that could be fun. All right, we'll see. Hundred percent. Okay. All right. Have a good Later, day, my guys. guys. Oh, and happy Easter. Oh yeah, happy Easter. Happy late nice. April Fool's Day. As well. <laughs> True that. Oh, <laughs> I appreciated your April Fool's Day prank. <laughs> I I walked myself right into that one though. <laughs> but okay. All right. See you later, guys. Later.